I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, fit friends. I am so excited because I am finally recording in my office today. I have almost got the audio completely figured out in my office, so let me know, leave me a comment, hit me up on Instagram, and let me know if you think the audio is up to good quality standards, because your girl is trying her hardest to make sure that this sounds wonderful for you. So this is part two of the last episode that was released, and this is where I'm going to give you five unconventional tidbits of wisdom that I received from my journey of losing 100 pounds. And in the last episode that I did, I first wanted to talk to you guys about my weight loss journey. Some of you have been around my Instagram or known me for a while and know some of my story, but some of you don't. So I think for everybody, it was an awesome way to kind of hear about my journey and my struggles, my aha moment for weight loss and exactly what I did to lose the 100 pounds. Now, I wanna give you those tidbits of information that I learned that I think are things that you might not hear very often about what happens in a weight loss journey. So let's dive right into it. The first thing that was really big for me in my journey And this is something that if you are a client, if you've done one of my programs, you know my philosophy and you know my beliefs. So this one might not come as a surprise to some of you, but for a lot of people who are starting out on their fitness journey or their weight loss journey, this is something that they don't really understand yet. And this is that calories do not discriminate. And what I mean by that is that whether or not you're receiving 100 calories from broccoli or 100 calories from french fries, a calorie is a calorie, no matter the source. And I had shared with you all in the last episode that the way that I lost the weight was through counting my calories or counting my macros. And something that was so influential for me was learning and understanding that it didn't matter what I was eating. If I was over consuming calories, so if I was in a caloric surplus, meaning that I was eating more calories than what it requires for my body to maintain, I'm going to gain weight. And if I'm eating in a calorie deficit, no matter what source those calories are coming from, I'm going to lose weight, right? So for me, this was such a game changer because it just reaffirmed for me that I didn't have to make these massive changes in my diet. I didn't have to stop eating my favorite foods. There was no need to restrict or cut out specific foods. It was all about eating the right amount of calories for my goals. So if I was eating a surplus of calories from fruit and vegetables, 
I wasn't going to reach my goals. If I was eating maintenance, but eating a very healthy, nutritious diet, I still wasn't going to lose weight. This empowered me to be able to enjoy all of my favorite foods, all the foods that I love, and still be able to see the results that I wanted to see on that journey. All right, let's go into number two. So the second thing that I learned, and I promise they will get a little bit more like unconventional, you know, things that you probably wouldn't expect. But that one, to me, I had to share because I know that still a lot of people think that they have to cut out carbohydrates, they can't eat sugar, or they can't have bread, or whatever food group we're demonizing this year to be able to lose weight. And I want everybody to know, like that is such a big philosophy for me as a coach is helping my clients understand that they can continue to eat their favorite foods. But the rest of these uh, tidbits of wisdom are definitely gonna be a little bit more unconventional. So I, I would say that they get more unconventional as they go down the list. So this next one is about exercise. And this was also one of the reasons why I think that I was so successful in my weight loss journey. Understanding the calorie portion was huge for my nutrition, but this one's in regards to fitness. And this was the understanding that it didn't matter what exercise I did, I just needed to get moving. This was so important for me because I am somebody that does not like like high intensity workouts. I do not like hit circuits. I used to hate running. Like that was something that I just did not want to do and struggled so much to get into. And what I learned from my journey of losing 100 pounds is that I did not need to do hit circuits or run or whatever hell the hell exercise I was not into. I didn't have to do it to be able to see results and lose weight. For my journey of losing 100 pounds, I simply did strength training a few times a week, but not even until late in my journey when I had already lost, I think probably like 50 to 60 pounds is when I started strength training a couple times a week because I wanted to preserve my muscle. I wanted to build muscle. And I also just wanted to feel like a badass in the gym and strength training made me feel like so badass, so confident. So up until getting to that point when I started strength training, I was simply going to the gym a couple times a week, well, like three to four times a week, and do getting on the elliptical, like just doing 30 to 45 minutes of just a moderate intensity time on the elliptical. I was in college, I think I shared this in the last podcast, but I was in college, so I use this as a great way for me to just jump on the elliptical and study. And so I didn't have to do anything that I hated that was like, for me, I think it's all about finding the path of least resistance, finding what you enjoy most with exercise, because that's going to keep you way more consistent with exercise. So it does not matter what exercise you do. You do not have to do any exercises that you hate. All that matters is you start moving more. All right, let's move on to number three. This one, oh yes, this one was something that I learned at the end of my weight loss journey. So after losing 100 pounds, going all the way from about 220 pounds to 120 pounds, I had to realize the hard way that I still felt like the fat girl. 
yes, you are still going to feel like the version of you that existed in a bigger body. When you lose the weight, you don't suddenly lose those insecurities or that self-image that you've held for so long. I told you guys that I grew up overweight, like as young as I think second grade is when I was overweight and I didn't really realize that my weight was a problem until I was in fourth or fifth grade. And that's when I started being bullied, made fun of about my weight and had comments from family members about my weight. And that's when I recognized that, oh, I guess this is a problem. So from that point on, until I went on this journey at, I think, 20 or 21 years old, I had the identity of I'm a fat girl. And losing 100 pounds over the course of the two years, I mean, going from, what, 15 plus years of having that identity of I am a fat girl to losing the weight in two years it was almost like it was this lag, this lag of like my identity needing to be to catch up. And I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but for me, it was so influential in the beginning of my journey to recognize that I needed to work on my identity and work on the belief in myself that I was a determined person, that I could follow through, that I had the discipline and the drive to be able to see this goal through. But looking back now, having hindsight, I wish that I had worked on that that identity that I had of being the fat girl. It wasn't something that I really recognized going through that journey. Like I was so determined throughout the weight loss process of losing the weight that I really didn't take the time to think like, okay, you still have this subconscious belief that you are the fat girl. Even though you're 120 pounds, like I was very lean when I got to the end of my weight loss journey. And honestly, too lean. That's something that I would love to talk about in another podcast episode because I got so obsessed with wanting to lose weight. We'll talk about this more in a second. It relates to another one of my points that I wanted to share. But anyways, this really to me brings up the importance of identity work, of recognizing that you have this specific narrative in your head of who you are. And if that narrative does not align with who you want to be, you need to change the narrative, which means you need to change your identity. If you want to be somebody different than who you are now, you need to start identifying with that person. So when I would tell myself throughout my journey, like I would say, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm somebody who prioritizes their health. But again, I didn't really recognize that I still had this identity linked to being the fat girl. And so because I wasn't identifying that when I was at the end of my journey and I was very lean, I still had this belief that I was this fat girl. I still saw myself in a fat body. Even though when I looked in the mirror, I saw a very lean physique, in my head, deeply embedded into my subconscious was the belief that I was the fat girl. All right, let's move on to number four. So number four was another one that I didn't realize until the end of my weight loss journey. And that is the sobering realization that shopping still sucks. (laughs) For me at least, and I think a lot of people that I've worked with, that I've talked to, that have gone on their own weight loss journey, 
We have all come to the realization that shopping doesn't magically become more fun once you are at your goal weight or you lose weight or you're in a smaller body. Maybe you fit into um, a size that is more easily accessible. I know that I certainly felt like I had more options open to me in terms of stores to shop at. And I was so excited to start being able to shop at more stores and be able to try on different things I just didn't feel comfortable in and when I was existing in a bigger body. But once I started going shopping, trying on new things, I realized that I still fucking hated shopping. It was, and still to this day, is not fun. And this is something that I want to share with you because I want you to know that it's not your body's fault. It's not your fault. So if you do exist in a bigger body right now and you are trying to go out shopping, trying to find clothes that you enjoy, I absolutely do recognize that for bigger bodies, it can be so frustrating to find enough options and availability for your size. But I will say that when you get into a smaller body, it does not necessarily become easier to find things that feel comfortable in your body. I thought like I had this idea in my head that like being 120 pounds, I was going to be able to put anything on. I was, my options were going to be limitless. Everything I tried on in my size, I was going to love. I was going to feel so confident in And that couldn't have been further from the truth. There were so many things that I was like, no, I do not feel comfortable in this. I do not feel sexy or confident in this. I am not vibing this. And the biggest thing that helped me when I had that realization was starting to learn more about my body type. So what I was able to learn was that I have a pear-shaped body. I have a very small upper body, and then I hold the majority of my weight in my lower body. I have big hips. I have a big butt. So understanding my body type definitely helped me to have a better idea of the types of styles that I would probably feel more comfortable or confident in. And understanding your body type is not to say that you have to avoid certain things because of your body type and you have to stick to certain things because you're you're created a certain way. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. If you're comfortable in it, if you're feeling it, rock it, please. But I did find it very helpful to understand my body type because it made shopping a lot easier for me because I was able to know, okay, that's probably something I'm not going to like and that's likely something I'm going to lean towards. So it saved me a lot of time with shopping, knowing my body type. But overall, I still fucking hate shopping. I find it really annoying. I hate trying on clothes. And most of the time, the things that I try on, I don't like. I feel like it's like, two out of every 10 items, I'm like, okay, yeah, I vibe this, this works for me. But yeah, definitely not everything I try on I'm in love with. And that was the idea that I had in my head about shopping. All right, so last one. This is one that is basically all about my philosophy and my message as a coach. Now, I am a huge proponent of autonomy. You have the autonomy to decide whatever fucking goal you want in life. If you want to lose weight, you are allowed to lose weight. You have every right to want that goal, to seek out that goal. My only hope for you is that you do so in uh, the least restrictive way as possible, the most enjoyable way as possible. I don't want to see you punishing yourself. I don't want to see you miserable. And last but not least, this is the number five of what I learned through my weight loss journey is I want you to understand 
that losing the weight in itself will not magically make you happier. And that was the hardest realization for me when I got to the end of my weight loss journey, when I reached my goal of losing 100 pounds, which is what I had sought out for so many years. I finally did it. It was supposed to be this really exciting thing that I wanted to be able to celebrate and scream from the rooftops. But I came to the realization that this did not fix my self-image. This did not fix the deep-rooted insecurities that I had. And this is definitely tied into number three of like, I still had the identity of the fat girl. I still struggled with, I'm the girl that gets made fun of. I'm the girl that guys don't pick. I'm, you know, not desirable. I'm not wanted. Like I still had that identity that I just didn't even realize I still had. So for me, it was getting to 117 pounds was the lowest weight that I saw on the scale. And I was freaking tiny, you guys. I was really, really lean. But when I looked in the mirror at that time, I still nitpicked my body apart, particularly my thighs. My thighs were always an area of my body that I was super insecure about because like I said, I hold the majority of my fat in my thighs. And so at 117 pounds, I was still like, my thighs are too big. They're too fat. I want to get them leaner. I want to get them smoother. I want to get rid of the cellulite. And I was still so determined to keep making changes in my body. But after feeling that way for a bit at 117 pounds, I had this like aha moment in the end of my journey where I was like, what the hell am I doing? What am I going to do? Am I going to just keep dieting until I'm 97 pounds? Is that going to be the magical number that I start to love myself at? Like, no, it's not. This weight loss is not going to fix these issues that I have with my body. Weight loss did not magically make me happier. It did not magically make me feel better about myself. It did not magically give me confidence or better self-image. I had to go on this incredible inner journey. That started around the time that I finished my weight loss journey, had this realization of, okay, weight loss didn't fix my issues. I can't just keep dieting until I'm like 90 pounds, 80 pounds. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? I need to try something else. And that's when I really started like my journey of self-love, my journey of inner healing and inner growth and started to work on my self-talk started to work on my subconscious beliefs and started to work on this identity that I still had that I was, you know, this person that wasn't desired, wasn't wanted, wasn't lovable. So it was never about the weight. It was always about, of course, like my weight did cause issues in some aspects of my life. But in terms of my insecurities, I always used my weight as the reason, right? Okay, well, this is the reason why people don't want me, don't love me, don't respect me, why I don't feel worthy. And at the end of that weight loss journey, realizing that it wasn't ever about the weight, it was just truly how I saw myself, what I identified as, what I believed. And because I believed so many different things that so many different people said about me, I took it out on my body as like this, okay, I believe these people. This is, something is wrong with my body, right? But like the thing is, is existing in a smaller body or existing in a healthier body, I have still dealt with 
plenty of things that people want to say is wrong with me or wrong with my body or wrong with what I preach on social media. And if I decide to listen to those people and take that on as my identity, then I'm going to struggle with those insecurities for the rest of my life. I have to decide who the fuck I am and I have to be confident in it and sure of it. And you can do that at any fucking size. I think that confidence and good self-image does come from consistently showing up for yourself in a way that makes you proud. I think confidence and good self-image comes from you identifying and being the person that you want to be. So yes, absolutely. Like going to the gym, eating healthy, taking care of myself makes me feel very good about myself. But that's what I've come to realize is it's not about the weight. It's not about the weight loss. It's about showing the fuck up for myself. It's about being good to myself, respecting myself and caring for myself. And again, knowing who the fuck I am and following through with being that person. That's what's made me happier. That's what's made me feel more confident and just overall have a really solid self-image. So I hope that one, two, three, four, hopefully five of those uh, tips were helpful for you, insightful for you. Um, If you have any questions at all, any feedback on the podcast, I want to hear from you. So please, if you could take the time to leave a rating, leave a review and let me know how you're liking the podcast or shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know you listen. It means so much to me. If you don't follow me on Instagram, my handle is Mallory King Fitness and I would love to chat with you. So until next time, fit friends, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time.